This is Jade. And this is Ashley. And, and this, this is Taste, Taste of Summer. You'll be sitting down with us once a week where we're going to take you to the local restaurants. You're going to find local cocktails, amazing food. We can't wait. It's going to be delicious, guys. You won't want to miss it. Thanks for coming. Of course. Thanks for having us. Yeah. You ready? Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to Taste of Summer. This is Jade and I'm joined by my co-host. Hi, Ashley here today. Welcome to Taste of Summer. Even though it's not very summery out today, we got some nice rain here in our beautiful Albuquerque, New Mexico, guys. So excited, you guys. We are going to be talking about some food like we always love to talk about. And we have the guys behind Sobre Mesa here with us today. Thank you guys so much for joining. Yes, absolutely. Would you guys mind introducing yourselves and kind of how you're connected to this awesome establishment? Uh, my name is Ryan Strillich, and I'm one of the owner-operators. I've uh, been friends with all these guys for a long time. Uh, Nicholas Hiron, same. Uh, Ryan and I have known each other since grade school. Uh, the rest of us have worked together for over 15 years. Nice. Uh, my name is Aragorn Van Stry, uh, otherwise known as Chef Nico. Um, I've known Ryan and these guys for quite some time, and... That's that. Awesome. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and I'm David Facey, uh, Director of Brewing Operations, and yep, known these guys for 20-odd years. So. <laughs> Brewing and yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. We're so excited to have you guys here today. So Jade and I came over, it was a Friday, right? Mm -hmm. And you guys really spoiled us. Yeah. <laughs> Did you take anything home? Um, I took a lot of things yes, home. Yes. Absolutely. It was so delicious. I think everything was my favorite. The empanadas, the tacos, especially the cauliflower, buffalo cauliflower. Very good. Yes, absolutely. So when we sat down with you guys, you talked a little bit about how it's a restaurant and brewery. So that was your guys' vision. And we know that you guys started and you opened right around along the time of the pandemic. So why don't you go ahead and give us a little bit of background story to Sober Mesa and like what you guys put into it, kind of opening during the pandemic and how you guys pivoted and kind of moved dealing with these kinds of difficulties, so to speak. Well, I think to start, it was all about the brand and that we were going to create. And the idea of Sobre Mesa is, in Spanish culture, it's the time we all spend together around the table after we eat. And so that's where we started. Um, did we know we were going to open up in the middle of a pandemic? Of course not. Um, but, I mean, with Ryan and all these guys' expertise, we were able to pivot a lot. And I think I'll let Ryan kind of talk about how we changed business very quickly to adapt. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, it was kind of an unprecedented time that we opened up in, so we decided basically to concentrate on what we're good at. We knew we had uh, an awesome head brewer in David, and, uh, and then we also brought on Ian Graham, who's a fantastic brewer as well. But we knew that there was a lot of really great breweries in New Mexico, so we had to couple that with, and, and not only couple it with, but lead with very good quality home-cooked food, too. All of it made from scratch, and so that's when we got the idea to bring in uh, Chef Nico, who has uh, you know limitless number of years uh, of experience and fantastic recipes and just a real passion for the food. Um, so just going with that, I mean, obviously we had to concentrate a lot on carryouts, deliveries, to-go orders, stuff like that, because yeah. we didn't have any indoor dining. We got a lot of support from people coming in during 
you know, the winter months when it was cold, but they were still coming outside to, to see the new, the new building, the new restaurant in town. And uh, so, I mean, luckily we got a lot of support and so far things have been working pretty well. It's awesome. Yeah. And I have to say when Jade and I walked in, well, auto, like from the outside, it's already just aesthetically pleasing. You guys have the music going. I love your guys' branding where you tied in a little bit of like the brewer aspect with like the grains. Super cool. You guys were impressed that I noticed that they were grains, by the way. So I just want to say, <laughs> and that's because I'm a history teacher and we teach a lot, teach a lot about agriculture. So I see a lot of grains. So, but anyways, yeah, I know that. But like you guys did such a good job. Um, you guys commented that you're like, hey, people are like, hey, did a girl help with any of this and you guys totally did all of the yeah. styling yourself didn't you so impressive how did you guys do that with the the styling on the inside the outside what was that process like so we actually had a lot of help from modulus designs um and the nice thing about working with modulus was yeah we picked all the decor we picked all that stuff but working with them when we were coming up with tile they would give us four options so it was nice for me, Nick, and Ryan not to have to, you know, dwindle down a right. hundred different options. Right. So modulus design, don't get me wrong, helped us a lot <laughs> in, in, in building that. But, you know, we, we, we just kind of put it together like a puzzle. Yeah. You know, we picked out tile and then you pick out a faucet and then you pick out what's your draft system going to look like. And so we just, you kind of break it down piece by piece and lo and behold, it comes together. That's awesome. I mean, it, it was always a balance between this new world versus old world and that coming together. Sobre Mesa, the idea of the culture is it's it's something that we all missed, I think, mm -hmm. during especially the pandemic because we weren't allowed to meet around the table. And that yeah. we didn't realize, I don't think, how much we were going to miss that. Yeah. And so it was very nice to be able to give the west side of Albuquerque that place. But now the Albuquerque community as a whole is buying into that. So that's really nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I was thinking about like where your guys's location is on cores and kind of like i-40 and cores is not the best place to find good dining like it's very limited so i think that you guys picked an awesome location just for me specifically because i'm going to be passing it every single day so now i can come <laughs> yeah, and like get tacos yeah like, you know for it, me. it's always about <laughs> me a little bit but that's okay and then you guys also um package your beers as well. So I think we should definitely make sure that we let people know about that who might yeah. be listening because that's huge that you can do that. But let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the food. Yes. Because you gave us some cool background, Nico. So why don't you share a little bit with us? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I've been, I've been in the industry for, you know, over 20 years. Um, a lot of my passion comes from cooking with my family, being in the kitchen with grandma and my mom and uh, learning how to cook. My, my father was a great cook as well. Um, we used to watch PBS and watch all, you know, the cooking <laughs> mm -hmm. shows and awesome. frugal gourmet and all that type of <laughs> stuff so and, and get ideas. And then we would, you know, go to the store and buy groceries and, and, and make the meals that we saw on TV. And I, I just always had a passion for being in the kitchen and I love to eat and I love to eat good food. Yeah. So, same. Yeah. Same. Um, so yeah, a lot of the recipes that I, that we have uh, on the menu actually came from, um, you know, my family's recipes, you know, it was just things that we ate growing up and I figured, you know, we should put this on the menu and see how it does. And these guys all got to sample everything beforehand and, yeah. and obviously they liked it. And so yeah. we ran with it. So good. Yeah. Well, you definitely perfected it because it was all delicious. Yes. So you said the empanadas were your grandmother's recipe, correct? Yes. Um, most of the empanadas, uh, the filling anyways, 
yeah, those are those are my grandmother's recipes and the tacos as well. Awesome. Well, we should definitely point out that they have a lot of good vegan options as well, because I feel like that is something that is rare. You don't always find, you know, really delicious vegan options at restaurants. And so I just wanted to also give that a shout out because I think you guys have some amazing tacos that are vegan and the empanadas as well. And then we can also do, uh, on top of vegan as well, uh, gluten-free That's with right. the tacos. That's right. Yep. So good. Yeah, and I think, Nick, you were talking about how like you make sure that you guys cook them in a separate area yeah. so that people who are acilliac, that's what it's called, right? They will not get any sort of reaction. That's correct. Yeah. We want to make sure that we, we don't cross-contaminate and we don't want to get anybody sick. So, yeah. That's awesome. Very cool. So we tried, I want to go through the menu so that people know kind of the different things we had. So we, for a starter, mm-hmm. we did the beet salad, yes, which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And it had the, what, pecan, oh, not pecan, it was the um, pumpkin seed that were Red like kind of, so there we go. Good. I knew you would have the words for yes, me. Okay. Yes, yes. With goat cheese and beets, which was so delicious. Absolutely. So good. And then you guys cut your own fries by hand, right? That's correct. Yes. Uh, we, that's, that's huge. We, we do hand cut fries. That's hard work. Um, it, it is very hard work. <laughs> it's gotta be hard work. We, we do about 150 pounds of potatoes every day. <laughs> Wow. It's, yeah, it's insane. People wow. love it. So. Yeah. Well, it's delicious. So keep doing it. <laughs> That's a lot of potatoes. That is a lot of potatoes. It really is. And then, uh, you know, we were, when we were putting the menu together, we all, you know, we love hand cut French fries. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we have a giant compressor in the, in the air compressor in the brewery. And so they decided to get oh. a pneumatic French fry cutter. Which actually saves a ton of time. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really good. Well, I will say we try French fries pretty much everywhere we go. Yes. And these were top of the line. Top yeah. of the line. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and I, I will say just not even the fries. I think your restaurant might be one of the best restaurants oh, I've 100% ever agree. been to. 100%. Ever. 100%. Super humbled. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm very impressed. And I consider myself kind of picky, too, when it yeah. comes to, like, menu options. A real foodie. Yes, yes. Yes. A foodie. A foodie. <laughs> yes. Get it right. Um, and then we also tried the pozole. Yes. Which you can start that without any meat, which I told Nick, like, I was like, oh my gosh, because he was going through the menu with us. I was like, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you just don't want to have meat in something, or you know? sometimes you want chicken instead of pork, mm-hmm. which is nice to have that option. Yeah. So that's fantastic. And that is actually gluten-free as well. Oh, Huge. Awesome. And vegan. That's awesome. Yeah. Huge, yeah. A lot of people enjoy that. Well, yeah, because I think what I run into a lot with um, when I go to a brewery is that they specialize in a lot of really meat-heavy options. And so I love that you guys are, you know, really kindering to anyone who comes into your space. And anyone can totally feel that when they taste your guys' menu. Yeah. And you guys have some great specials, which I want to talk. Or you have that one special that's like two tacos or two empanadas and a beer for eight bucks, which is a great deal. I feel like you don't see that at a lot of restaurants slash breweries. So I think that was a really good deal. Yeah, I completely agree. And we also tried a flight at your guys' restaurant, which was delicious. So So do you want to get into the beers a little bit, David, and kind of all of that behind that? Um, Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, so I've been brewing in the industry for about uh, nine years, um, and these guys approached me, and <laughs> one of my business partners literally said, uh, "I got an idea, and I can't do it without you." So that was a little pressure. <laughs> Those were my words. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. And so that was a little, but 
but um, you know, em- embarking on this endeavor with these with these gentlemen and our entire team, it, it's been it, it's been a fun ride. It's been tough, um, but yeah. In regards to the beer, um, I I, I kind of try to change the narrative on what a brewery is run by mm-hmm. or run or, or how it's run. Excuse me. Um, and normally in any brewery, there's a hierarchy, right? There's a director of brewing operations, there's a head brewer, there's cellarmen, there are package people, and, and, and that's how it worked. I wanted to change it, and so being the director of brewing operations and head brewer, I wanted to bring on a co-head brewer. Yeah. And that's Ian Graham. Nice. And so everything that goes to the brew house, both of us talk about, we touch, we taste, we smell, we evaluate. And so I just wanted to kind of change that. Um, narrative on just how breweries run and I'll tell you what it's working and it's and it's fantastic and you know everyone asks you know what do you specialize in what we specialize in Ian and I is what people want Mm -hmm. and so you guys love the tangy thang yep I was just gonna say say that that too so good that was a a tangerine (laughs) infused hefeweizen yes unfortunately we're sold out no no it's because we talked about it yeah it's because we talked about it because I literally put on my story this is the best try it (laughs) so so we're currently sold out of that however on Thursday, we are releasing a blueberry cobbler wheat. Oh, holy wow! Sense. Okay, we'll and so that. these these fruited wheat beers and hefeweizens and, and and infusions, they really really go well just with our establishment, and yeah. people just love the fruit beers. However, being in Albuquerque, our IPAs are king, and so we always have a house IPA on, and we try to always have a, a, a rotating IPA, whether that's a hazy, a juicy, an imperial, a West Coast. Um, Ian and I, we, you know, we, we, we obviously try to have fun. And mm-hmm. so we try not so to make this, we try not to make the same thing all the time. Um, but honestly, the way that the, the, the beer aspect of the company, it's solely based on the customer. I mean, if, yeah. it, were, if it were up to Ian and I, we'd make German lagers. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's all we'd make. And our German lagers do great. Yeah. But so do our fruit beers. So yeah. do our sours. Yeah. So do, you know, everything else. And so we make what people want. Yeah. I thought the whole process was so interesting. We got to kind of, you know, do a tour of everything. And you were saying how it can take months to brew all of these. Yeah. I think that's so interesting. Yeah. I mean, you know, beer is so diverse. You know, it, 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 it's it's very different from wine. You know, wine, you have your crop beer, mm-hmm. and then you have your press, and then you age it. And that's just kind of how it goes. With the beer, I can turn around a beer, you know, a, a typical American ale in, say, 21 days. But like a traditional German-style Helles, which is our house beer, it takes us seven weeks, or I mean six, it, it, yeah, excuse me, seven weeks yeah. to produce. Yeah. But we also have a barrel-aged beer that's been sitting on wood for nine months now. It's crazy. And so, you know, beer's so diverse that, you know, you can have something that's super, super fresh, and that's how you want it. Then you can have something that does well with age and everything in between. So yeah. we try to play, you know, all cards. Yeah, a little bit of everything that's there it, for it. everyone. Yeah. You know? And I thought it was really interesting when we were talking to you guys about kind of the evolution of beer and how you said like before when you'd come out and you'd bring out a beer, you're like, okay, this is going to the girl, this is going to the guy at the table. And you guys have really seen that um, beer is something that is, I guess, branching out a lot more. People are becoming a little bit more spontaneous with what they want to try. And you guys also mentioned that girls have a better, or women, I guess, should have a more refined palate for tasting beer. 
<laughs> They're like, who wants to talk no, about it? it? It's, it's absolutely fair. I mean, the industry has grown so much. I mean, uh, women and men run the, the industry, and that's the way it should be. So it's nice to see that growth pattern. Because yeah. historically, I came from a bartender background, and 15 years ago, I mean, you could kind of tell who was going to get the cider or the IPA. And these days, everybody has a has a certain eye for a kind of beer. And it's, it's as David had just talked about briefly, it's very complex. Yeah. So certain palates can taste a whole lot of different things. And that's been uh, very cool to witness and watch grow. And that's kind of behind the ambiance also. Like, yeah. It's a nice place. And it, it is. It should be nice. You know? Yeah. Even when uh, we opened the brewery and they sent out the head, uh, kind of guy that just goes over the operations, make sure the unit's working, everything. When he left, he was like, thank God it doesn't look like every other place in the country. <laughs> so yes. we're, we're proud of that. Yeah. The vibe is unique, yeah. for sure. Um, well, and then, you know, like when we went back into the brewery itself, like it was so clean. Mm-hmm. It was so nice. Like you guys do a great job. And then all of your, um, what are they called that you like kind of process them through? Like yeah, the large like, canisters? Yeah, the the, yeah those, I, you guys had your branding on the yes. little windows of that. I thought that so that was good. so cool. Yeah, we work with American Beer Equipment, which is ABE, and they're out of uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. Mm. And so the brew house is 100% uh, custom. Every valve is where I asked them to put it. And um, and they and, and they did a beautiful job, and they gave us some amazing equipment. So Ian and I really try to use it how it needs to be used and you know appreciate it the way it needs to be. And cleanliness is... Is, is number one so yeah. appreciate you noticing yeah <laughs> totally <laughs> noticed totally I always noticed. look for that and I always like see how clean the bathroom is and the bathroom was also yeah. very clean thank you <laughs> yes Actually, I'm a little disappointed y'all haven't commented on the tile yes in the bathroom. oh no that's what the that's what I mean by cute the tile was amazing it was so cute love it yes well actually I liked the sink yeah I like a long yeah. sink and I like that you guys had like that long sink so yes. we pay attention to the details oh, we pay attention. yeah and then you guys have a really cute sitting area in front of the fire place which is so nice which I think really touches on Sobre Mesa because that way is like you're gathering coming together yeah that's what makes it unique too because it it gives off this like cozy vibe yet very um refined and nice as well like somebody asked me like what is the vibe is it date night is it casual I was like it's a little bit of everything Mm -hmm. and that's what I love about it and and, and that's the idea behind the the brand Sobre Mesa is everybody's welcome at our table and please have a seat you know yeah so I love that. Yeah, and, you know, normally, you know, the, the, the vibe in pretty much any restaurant, just industry-wide, is, you know, what we call turn and burn. And we try to flip that script. And if you want to sit down and you want to just talk after your meal and have yeah. another beer, a glass of wine, or seltzer, you're more than welcome. Love that. You know, stay as long as you like. Stay as long as you like, as yeah. long as you keep supporting. Yeah, well, because sometimes you do feel a little rushed, like yeah. in a restaurant. So it's nice. I did feel like I could have stayed there like another four hours. I just was like, but I just need to like digest and reflect on my life and stare at the Sandia Mountains yes. while I stay here. Because you guys have a great view too from that front patio. It's yeah. beautiful. It's beautiful. It's awesome. Yes, and so you guys also package your beer as well, correct? Yeah. So, so, so we don't package in the traditional uh, sense, but we do package in house, and we have a, a, a bar top seamer, and so you can grab beer to go, whether that's in a growler, which is the glass jug that we all know, mm-hmm. or we have thirty two ounce crowlers. Um, I recommend the crowler; it it preserves a beer way better than than a growler. But by all means, come in, and if you need to take beer to go home, however you want it, I'll put it in a shoe. <laughs> 
I mean, I don't recommend that. But Sounds delicious. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, you can get any, any draft offering that we have on tap. You're, you're more than welcome to get in, in, in a growler or a crowler and take it home. So what's the difference between it being in like the crowler versus, versus the growler? So, so now I'm going to get a little nerdy. We're ready. All right. So, so the growler <laughs> is made of glass. Okay. First off. Yes. And so yeah. it, it allows, it's brown glass, but it still allows light. Oh. So beer can get what's called light struck. And what light struck is, is it, it creates a skunky characteristic. Mm. So there are a bunch of mass manufactured beers that come in green bottles. Open them up, smell them. You'll know what I'm talking about. Oh. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, second off, when it's seamed, when it's professionally seamed as opposed to a screw on top, it actually holds the carbonation in a lot better. Okay. And it doesn't allow oxygen in. That's the most important part. Yes. Beer can get oxidized. Yeah. And when it gets oxidized, the, the off flavor that it produces is like wet paper. Uh-huh. And so the fact that it's that, that it's sealed m- mechanically makes sure that it's in enclosed vessel. Okay. Also, it's in a smaller volume. So 32 ounces, that's two pints. A growler is four pints. Some people don't want four pints in a sitting. So if you take two pints out of a growler and then you close it up, now it's oxidized. Yeah. Or you can take a growler, have your two pints, and then you have another growler for tomorrow. Wow. That's really cool. I've never heard of the light thing before. Yeah. I know what you mean, like now that when you say the green bottles, but I have... I just have never heard of that. It's called skunk. That's so it, interesting. It's, it's, it, it's skunky beer. Okay. That's interesting. Now I know. I will only get that and not the growlers. <laughs> Good to know. I mean, I mean that's why it, it, if you notice over the last 10 years, a lot of breweries have gone from bottles to cans. Yeah. Same reason. True. All oh, the same reasons. Okay. Very cool. I thought it was more like an economical kind of thing, too. Part yeah, of it. I mean, yeah. I mean, that, 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 it, <laughs> it helps. It's easier. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. easier. That makes sense. So I wanted to jump a little bit back to the menu because there were a couple things that we didn't talk about that I wanted to make sure that we addressed. So we didn't talk about the fish and chips, which I think is definitely something to point out because it was good, right? So good. (laughs) So good. And the fish tacos. Oh, yeah. You loved the fish tacos with the spicy slaw. So good. Yeah. So So talk a little bit about that for us. Yeah, so it's uh, Fresh Haddock and uh, our beer batter is made in-house. Uh, with the amber that uh, this gentleman brews. Oh, I love that. Yeah, That's cool. and then it's the same fish that we use on the fish taco as well. We just it just has a different marinade to it. Hmm. Perfect. And then you guys have dessert as well, correct? We we do desserts as well. We have dessert empanadas. Uh, right now we're doing apple and cherry, um, and then we have rotating desserts. Uh, we were doing churros a couple months ago, and Ooh. yeah, so we try to play play <laughs> yeah. around and. I like, I like the guys to be creative and, and uh, you know, my team in the back and whatever they want to play around with, they have free will to do. So. That's awesome. Well, yeah, it's important to keep that menu fresh and to keep people coming back because they want to try something new and something different. That's awesome. Yeah. So what is next for you guys? What do you have on the horizon? Oh, I'm just getting laughter. Oh, oh, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. uh-oh. <laughs> What's next? To open fully? 
That's okay. <laughs> okay. That's huge. You have to open good. fully. That's a great one. Yes. I think we got to really understand, like, we have not been able to set up our vision yet completely. Oh, okay. It's still not all the yeah. furniture is in there yet. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Oh, cool. And then um, more than likely in the next couple of months, uh, we'll, we'll probably bring in cocktails also. So, yes. I remember you guys so the, mentioning that. The menu that. will continue to expand. Yeah. In addition to to go beer, we'll also, with the new law changes, be able to deliver beer with all our uh, yes. food delivery orders. That's, that's huge. huge. I think that's great. That's super exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, get the crawlers so yeah. that you don't get the light in exactly. your beer. <laughs> exactly. You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because you want to have the best beer when yeah, it comes. Absolutely. That's perfect. You, yeah. you know, and with all the the you know law changes and the possibilities of what we can do. You know, we're already talking about, you know, canning on a, you know, professional, you know, level and kind of that stuff. But, you know, nothing set in stone, but, you know, we rarely look at today. We're always looking about tomorrow. Right. That totally makes sense. So you guys are dreamers and you're ready to build this and go for more. Yeah, I'm the one that... (laughs) I'm He's the like, one they always have to talk down. Yeah. About, like, yeah, that's a great idea, Nick. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. But we've, we've all been working pretty hard. So. Um, we're looking forward to maybe actually sitting down at our own bar top here in the next couple yeah. of weeks. Maybe enjoying a beer with our, our patrons and, and all the people that have already been supporting us. I mean, what Absolutely. I really need to say to these guys and to you all and the people that continue to support us is thank you. I mean, yeah. an unbelievable thank you. I mean, we had people sitting out there in 50-degree weather with uh, tabletop fire pits that I wouldn't really say were warm. They just made you feel like maybe you should be warm. Yeah. So so I got nothing to say, but thank you. That's awesome. Well, that's amazing. Well, thank you so much, guys. And we do have the winner for the $50 gift card. And then do you guys want to read off who... You guys should all read it all together. One, two, and three. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hard. Right, the winner is Will C22. Yeah. Awesome. Good job. Congratulations, Will. Congrats. You are in for a real treat. Yes. Yeah. You're going to love it. Is there anything that we missed that you guys wanted to talk about or address before we wrap up? One thing I'd like to say that, uh, you know, Nick briefly touched on thanking everyone that's helped support us as far as uh, customers. Uh, but we didn't really touch on the rest of our staff. And yeah. <laughs> we have such a phenomenal group of people that, that really care about the restaurant that we open, really care about the beer that we're, we're serving, and really care about us. Yeah. And uh, we can't thank them enough, both front and back of the house, for, for all the, the passion that they put into their work every single day. Um, they just, they're what makes Sobre Mesa happen. Oh, I love that. Love yeah, Jane and I both worked in restaurants, and we know like that it takes the whole family. It does. Mm-hmm. It's not For just sure. one component. Especially in the times we currently live in, a lot of restaurants are yeah. really struggling to find people, good people, and uh, we're we feel super blessed that we have the people we do. That's amazing. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, guys, for taking some time out of your busy afternoon to come and share your guys' vision and everything that you guys are doing to make New Mexico that much better. Yes. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for having us. Thank Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. you All right, guys. We'll see you next Tuesday, and we will be sitting down with High and Dry. All right. I hope you guys have a good one. Oh, we will. (laughs) Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll see you next week. For one low monthly price, TellABQ.com can help grow your business. Be a part of our small business spotlight. Visit TellABQ.com and talk to one of the friendly sales reps. Discover something new, then tell ABQ. 
Welcome to Social Cue with me, your host, Ashley Buffington. Each week, I'll be sitting down with local influencers, businesses, and movers and shakers, where they're going to give you all of their tips and tricks and tell you all the things they love about our beautiful state of New Mexico. And of course, guys, there will be giveaways. Make sure you tune in every Friday. That's Social Cue.